It's all good to see some visitors in the building. You know, I'm a member of Crossroads. We're glad you're here. We certainly don't want to take your presence for granted. Thank you for being with us on this Wednesday night. I met Brother Jonathan Lee. He's been here before, but he's up from the Alabama area. Brother Randy Tools, a friend of ours, and he's up in this area. And we certainly thank the Lord for your visit again. Trust that God is blessing all of our visitors in that regard. All right, let's go back to the Word of God. Hey, if you ever go on a church and they don't go back to the Word of God, you might as well go find another church. Amen. Back to the word of God. Here again, yep, this is where we belong. Trust that God continues to work in us. Esther chapter number eight, would you go there with me? Esther chapter number eight. And back where we left off last time, trusting that God will help us all together now. God is working behind us. Again, God is working behind us. So I'm not familiar with that theme. Look on the screen, say it with me. God is working. All right, do it by heart this time. God is. How many believe he's working? And, and isn't it so kind of him to let us know he's working? Doesn't have to. We're supposed to believe that by faith. Most of the time we, we get to working too much sometimes because we forget he's working. How many you know his work is a whole lot better than our work, all right? He's working behind the scenes. That means he's doing what we can't see. And we don't, we don't believe it because we can see it. We believe it because we trust his character. And his character is that he's always at work. You've got to believe God. There comes a time in your Christian life where you're going to have to live by faith. Those of you not saying amen, you must not have been there yet. Well, I'm warning you. There comes a time in your life where you have to live by faith. Human instinct wants it all figured out. We walk by faith and not by sight. That verse is what we're supposed to be doing. But the fact of the matter is we often walk by sight and not by faith. And what service not of faith is sin. Without faith, it's impossible. Possible to please God. You can come to church without faith. You can read your Bible without faith. You can tithe without faith. You can be a soul winner without faith. You can't please God without faith. There's a whole lot you can do in the flesh. You can pull it off and press the brethren, press the pastor, press your spouse, press your children, press your parents. But if you're going to sustain the Christian life with all the challenges that come your way, you're going to battle the flesh, the world, and the devil, and win. I said, and win. I mean, everybody's going to battle. Bless God, I'm, I'm kicking but not hot. No, 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 no. I'm talking about winning. If you're going to win, you're going to have to have faith. And one of the areas where you're going to have to have faith is believing that even when you can't see it, God is. Huh? You have to believe it. Pastor, I don't know why you keep drilling that. Because most of our Christian life is this hustle and bustle trying to help God do what he's already doing. We don't need another God. We need servants to serve the one true God in our place. Mimicking his faithfulness, he's always in his, and knowing that he is at work. Now let's look at verse number 8. Esther 8, 8. Everybody there? Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you. I like that. Don't you like when God moves in such a way that he lets you write things where you like them? Look up here just a moment. You have to be walking with God for him to give you that prerogative. God can't let a carnal Christian write it the way he likes it. 
So if you want God to give you carte blanche, prove in character that he can trust you with the freedom to do what you want to do because Psalm 37, 4, what you want to do is what he wants to do because you've delighted in him and your desires are, somebody help me preach, are his desires. I don't know why God won't let me do what I want to do because what you won't do ain't what he wants to do. So when my character's in sync with God's character, he can trust me, write the law the way you want to write it because the way you write it is the way I want it because you and I are on the same. Don't you want to be on the same page with God tonight? This is, this is what Mordecai and Esther have earned. These, are, these seven chapters have made way for the eighth chapter. Writers like it to you. In whose name? King's name. Is that there in the Bible? You looking at it? And do what? Seal it. With what? The king's ring. You write it, but put my name on it. Here's, here's what the king's saying. I'm going to let you put what you want on the letter, but I'm going to let you put my name on the outside of the letter because although you're on the inside, ain't nobody going to listen unless I'm on the outside. Aren't you glad when God lets you do it on the inside, but he stamps on the outside so everybody will do what you said you want him to do? You've got to have character to do it. Amen. May no man reverse when I do it. Then were the king's scribes called at the same time the third month, that is the month of Sivan, Y'all paying attention still? On the 3 and 20th day thereof, it was written according to all that what? All that who? Mordecai commanded. Huh? Is Mordecai from Persia? Is Mordecai of Persian descent? Is Is Mordecai homegrown? Is Mordecai in line to be the next king? No. He's a foreigner. He's a foreigner. How in the world is a foreigner running things? I hate to bust your bubble. You're in this world. You're a foreigner too. This world is not your home. Heaven's your home. Somebody say amen. But God can give you favor as a foreigner in the world. New Testament says foreigners and strangers in this world. Doesn't mean because we're not from here that God can't bless us while we are here. Amen. Mordecai commanded unto the Jews, lieutenants, deputies, rulers, provinces, which are from India unto Ethiopia, 127 provinces, under every, unto every province, according to the writing thereof, and unto every people after their language. Huh? Not just the Jews. This is a Jew, not just writing for Jews, but for everybody. And to the Jews, according to their writing and according to their language. Hey, put it in every language so everybody can understand it in the language they speak. Verse 10, and he wrote in the king Ahasuerus' name, sealed with the king's ring, sent letters by the king, by the post on horseback, riders on mules, camels, and young, young dromedaries. When the king granted the Jews, which were in every city, to gather themselves together, to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, both their what? And everybody. And to take the what? Of them for what? I pray. Upon how many days? One day. Oh, I just feel like God's not working. I feel like I've been under this burden forever. I feel like it's never going to change. Don't take God one day. Huh? All he's got to do is just move in one day, and God can turn it all around in one day. Do you believe it? Huh. In all the provinces of King Hazarus, namely on the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar, the copy of the writing for commandment to be given in every province published unto all people, 
and that the Jews should be ready against the day to avenge themselves on their enemies. Not only is God not going to allow them to be destroyed, but God is going to allow them to destroy their potential destroyers. Won't he do it? So the post that rode upon the mules and camels went out, being hastened, pressed on by the king's commandment, and the decree was given at Shushan, the palace. Pastor, we've been standing for a long time. Let's let the church say amen. You're really getting good at it. Father, add thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Do a great work in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. Sit down. Enjoy yourself. All of that was, that wasn't just text. Part of that was part of the preaching, all right? So we've done some preaching in the text that will help us start a little bit further now. God is blessing Mordecai now for his faithfulness earlier. God is blessing Mordecai now for his faithfulness earlier. Huh? Have you ever come to the point in the Christian life where your now's not working out because your earlier didn't? Huh? Now, what do you do when your now's messed up because your earlier was messed up? Here's what you do. You make sure your now is right now so your later won't be messed up. Okay? I can't sit here and complain that my now's messed up. Listen, you reap what you sow. So if you're reaping what you sowed wrong in the past, sow right now so you can reap better later. Learn. At some point, you got to turn the tide. I got a bunch of gardens with weeds and I, don't, I just can't see the end of it. Well, listen, you got to pick the weeds and start sowing in a good garden. So eventually you're going to grow something good if you sow in the right place. Don't keep bewailing your sowing wrong before. Start sowing right now. Here's Mordecai and Esther reaping what they sowed. How many of you believe you reap what you sow? You reap after you sow. You reap in proportion to how you sow. Amen. You reap more than you sow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for it. So it that shall he also reap. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. My life verse. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Thank God for verse 9. But it has no credibility without 7 and 8. You reap what you sow. So if you're sowing right, keep sowing right. Because eventually you will reap right if you don't faint. I wonder how many missed the harvest because they fainted before it came. Believe God. This is Mordecai and Esther. If if there's no faith in these two, we're not reading Esther chapter 8. They disqualify themselves from reaping what they're reaping in Esther chapter 8 if they don't continue through and through persevering when the circumstances aren't right. There was a day when Esther wasn't in the palace. There was a day when Mordecai was a target of Haman's wrath. There was a day when he was the only person not bowing down. There was a day when he was ridiculed and questioned by his peers. There was a day when there was a decree. There was a day when Haman had gallows built. There was a day when their doom was set. But in all of that turmoil, these two decided that the attacks on my life, the adversaries around me, the adverse conditions, the attempt to destroy me should not change my biblical character and my responsibility to God. Now I'm wondering on a Wednesday night on the last day of May if there's somebody in Crossroads Baptist Church that has decided regardless of what people say about me, do to me or the circumstances surrounding me, that should not change me from doing right. Because the turn is coming. And here they are. All of a sudden there's an effective proclamation and 
There's authorized capability, there's a granted privilege, and there's a generous preference. And last week we looked at this actualized copy that's, that's going out. He says, write the decree and write it the way you like it and put my name on it. So this actualized copy and this advanced circulation immediately goes out. He says, write it and get it out. Look at verse number nine. The king's scribes were called at the time in the third month. He says, write it and get it out. Notice the authentic certification. He says in verse number 10, write it in Asia Harris's name. Verse number nine, he says, this advanced circulation is going out to through the lieutenants and deputies and rulers from India to Ethiopia, 127 provinces. Those are the provinces that are listed at the very beginning of Esther to tell us how wide the rule and reign is of Ahasuerus. Eris. Now, here's what God wants us to understand, that when God blessed his people through Mordecai and Esther, he didn't limit it just to the Jews. He said of all 127 provinces, I want the letter to go out to all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll be right with God, God can give you favor with everybody. And this is not a naming and claiming message. It's not a message to tell you that everything is going to go well and every sickness is going to be gone and every house you want to buy, you just walk through the lot and it's going to be yours and every job you apply for, you're going, I'm just trying to tell you if you'll do what you're supposed to do, God will make sure you get what you're supposed to get. You've got to believe that. And so this advanced circulation is happening with an authentic certification. Everybody got a letter, got a letter with a Hagiaris' name on it, with Hagiaris' seal on it. Now listen, listen, when you write with the king, the king lets you write letters with his name on it. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want to live on planet Earth right with the king? Six of you. Do you want to live on planet Earth right with the king? Listen, your name doesn't move anything. My name doesn't move anything. Listen, listen, you walk up to the devil, you say your name, he don't run. You listen to me? You tell the flesh your name, it doesn't flee. You tell the world your name, they don't change. But let me tell you something. The name of the king moves things. People have to listen to the name of the king. Now listen, I'm just trying to tell you. You can't get a letter with your content in it with the name, the king's name on the outside of it unless you're right with the king. I'm asking you in church tonight, and just not if you're in the building, I'm asking you, are you right with the king? You're right with the king. Can he trust you? Can he trust you? Now, he didn't say write a letter, let me proofread it, and then I'll sign it. He said write a letter with whatever you want in it and put my name on it. Now, you listen, listen. God said of Abraham, Genesis chapter number 18, I believe. He said, I know him. He will command his children right. He will teach them statutes. I know him. I know him. I can trust Abraham. I can tell him what I'm going to do with Sodom and Gomorrah and know this fella can be trusted with my heart. I'm asking you tonight, can God trust you and me with his heart? He could Mordecai. This is not a quick proving scenario. This is a long-standing consistency, the miracle of consistency. How many members in the Crossroads Baptist Church do we have tonight who are committed to consistency? I'm not talking about hit and miss. I'm talking about every morning meeting God in the, in, the, in the garden alone. I'm talking about every day in his word, every day praying, every week doing what we're supposed to do, every time in our spot. The miracle of cons- deciding to do right by habit, which is the definition of character and integrity. And so 
sometimes it gets hard and it gets frustrating and it gets wearying and it gets tired and it seems like it brings no reward to it. But listen to me, when you are writing letters and the king says, write what you want and sign it with my name, you're glad you did right. Now notice the amazing covering of this. He wrote it and, and this, this covering is amazing. Look at what it does in verse number 10. It circulated verse number 11. They're with me. Wherein the king granted to the Jews which are in every city to gather themselves together and to stand for their life. Come on now, beloved, tonight. Don't you want to be a Christian in 2023 that can live in a crazy world? Are you watching the news? Same news? Well, I've got my favorite news station. You watch any of them. They all tell us we're in trouble. Spin it however you want to spin it. Let, let it be conservative. Let it be liberal. Let it, let it be CNN. Let it be Fox. Let it be local news. I don't care what you're watching. Google it. Look up a conspiracy theory. You're going to come to the same conclusion. We are in a mess, but aren't you glad we got a king that can cover us? <clears throat> and he's covering them, standing for their lives. What are their lives? What are their lives as Jews? Their lives are lived in the presence of Jehovah. Their lives are lived for the glory of God. Don't you want to be in America, in a country that's trying to figure out where life begins, trying to figure out what a male or female is, trying to figure out what's right and wrong, trying to figure out what morality is? Don't you want to be able to be a Christian, to go to your job, go to your neighborhood, and regardless of what's happening in the world, to be able to stand for your life? Aren't you glad that the king can cover you? Amen. Stand for your life, to destroy, to slay, to cause, to perish, all the power of the people in province that would assault you, to wipe out every single attempt to destroy you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not trying to sound like martyrs tonight, but if you stand for righteousness, you are under attack. Every couple in this building, your marriage is what God instituted in the book of Genesis. You're under attack. For every God-fearing parent that's trying his best, trying her best to raise their children in the nursing admonition of the Lord, you're under attack. For every church, including this one, Crossroads Baptist Church, 5811 Hoffman's Lane, Bayless Crossroads, Virginia, 22041. We're standing in 2023 trying to live for God, to get the gospel all around the world, to stand on the authority of the word of God, to live for what is right, to toe the line and not compromise. Listen to me. We are under attack. What do you do when you're under attack? You stay right with the king so he covers you. Covered. Isn't that what insurance is? It's covered. That means when you get in an accident, you're covered. Something catches on fire, you're covered. Something happens to you unexpected, you're covered. Somebody hits you and you didn't expect them to come in your lane, you're covered. Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in a crazy world and the potential for accident is there every single day. I'm asking you, do you have full coverage? The only way to get full coverage as a child of God is to be right with the king. I'm afraid that some Christians only have liability. Huh? You know what that means? You just get your, you just get your damages paid, right? There's liability. You're still here. You're still here. And, and, and sometimes that means you just stuff don't get fixed. Or, or at least somebody else's stuff don't get fixed. Or, 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 or stuff got to come out your pocket. I wonder how many Christians are struggling spiritually because they don't have full coverage because they didn't pay their premium that can only be paid in righteous living. You can't afford full coverage unless you're walking with God. 
and say, I don't want to pay all this insurance. It costs too much money. You wish you did when you get in an accident. Boy, it seems like a lot till you need it. And I'm telling you, Astrid Mordecai have paid the premium. They have paid. It's expensive. Anybody listening tonight? Insurance is expensive. But it doesn't seem quite as bad when you need it. Character costs. Doing right costs. Living for God costs. You, everybody wants to follow Mordecai on the horse. And everybody wants to look at Esther writing the letter. And everybody wants to look at him up there hobnobbing with the Hagiaris. But we long forget when they were there by themselves. When Esther was scared to walk before the king because she might get killed. And Mordecai was getting threatened to be destroyed because he wouldn't bow down. They were all alone. Listen to me. Don't be trying to be them surrounded by all their crowd if you're not going to be them standing by themselves. All the people that will assault you, province that will assault you, both little ones and women, to take the spoil of them for a prey. I mean, everyone that's trying to destroy you, God's going to let you knock them out. God's going to let you wipe them out. God's going to let you take their spoil for a prey. They are not going to destroy you. I said to somebody, to somebody recently, they said, oh, I'll tell you, there's a lot going on. and It just distresses me. I said, let me tell you something. I am indestructible until God is done with me. I said, well, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. No, not I guess I'm right is right. Now, listen to me. You can't, listen, you can't go down till God's done with you. And listen to me, if he's done, I have no business wanting to be here. Well, I want to be here if God's done with me. So my job is not to figure it out. My job is to do right. Look at verse 12. Upon one day, in all, in all, the provinces of King Azra's name upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar. Wow. The absolute commandment. One day, one day, absolute. It happened on the 13th day, the 12th month, which is the month of Adar. Something like that. These words in the Bible, these extra words in the Bible. Listen to me. God said, make this thing official. This ain't no under the carpet, under the rug, little side gig that we don't want everybody to know about. Just publish it, write it down, and put the dates down. Aren't you glad that when God takes care of his people, he doesn't do it secretly? Amen. What a blessing. For a commandment to be given every province, published unto all people, and that the Jews should be ready against the day to avenge themselves on their enemies. Look now at the accelerated conveyance of it. 14, so the post that rode upon the mules and camels went out being hastened and pressed on by the king's commandment. I mean, nobody likes to be in a rush when there's something bad, but aren't you, aren't you glad when you can rush to do something good? Accelerate the process. Get it out, get it out fast. Get it out fast. King says, get it out. Press them, press them, press them. Make this decree be given at Shushan the palace. Let it be known. Let it be known at the palace where the king hangs out. Let, listen, isn't it good? By the way, it's amazing how bad information disseminates so quickly. Huh? It's just record time, isn't it? It's amazing how stuff spreads, how negativity spreads so fast. Oftentimes with... No substance to it. Then good stuff happens and ain't nobody heard about it. Come on, help me preach. Boy, a rumor can, listen, a rumor can get to, a rumor can get to people so fast. I mean, the blind, the deaf, and everybody knows about it. And the truth that good stuff's happening just seems to be suppressed. But I'm telling you, when you get in with the king, he can accelerate the conveyance. Set the record straight. 
Now look here and then I'll close. Verse 15, Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel. This is what I call the appropriate coronation. He's crowned. Blue and white, a great crown of gold. That blue, that's a power color, huh? Royalty. A garment of fine linen and purple. This is an appropriate coronation. The Old Testament demonstration, character before coronation, right? The, 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 character, the character of Mordecai is what qualifies the coronation. <laughs> Somebody said, Pastor, I'm ready for my crown. I'm ready for my crown. I'm ready for my crown. Listen, you, 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 listen. You, don't, you don't deserve the crown unless you're willing to carry the cross. And I, I'm afraid sometimes that we're looking at our watches. If we come on, shame the devil tonight. You've you've already told God that he's he's late on your coronation. Hmm. Now, God, you know good and well I've been doing right long enough. Now, you, have you have you forgotten me? I mean, when is it coming? I'm, uh, I have you. Have you ever been at a restaurant for a while waiting for your food and watch people who came much after, much longer after you eating before you? You grab the waitress or the manager and say, I don't understand how they eating. We were here way before them and we still haven't gotten up. You know what you're saying? I should have my food before they do. I'm, I'm afraid sometimes we're treating God like a restaurant. See, the Christian life's not first come, first serve. Christian life is in due season. Somebody in the building is looking around and saying, I don't know why he got blessed. I was here for him. I haven't faithful longer. My breakthrough, I'm watching everybody else testify about they got this and they got that and they're buying this and they're buying that and God's moving here and answering their prayer and moving in this way and moving in that way. And maybe God forgot when I put my order in. Just, just, just the fact that you're talking like that is, is proof why you haven't gotten it yet. Because when you put God on the clock, you assume you have the right to. Here's Mordecai. Search the scripture. Find me one time in Esther where Mordecai said, this ain't fair. I don't know why God's not doing this. I don't know what's taking God so long. Oh, Esther, it's a, Esther, you up there in the palace. It's a struggle down here, Esther. We down here, out here just struggling while you're up. But not, not one time, not one time. He's on his post maintaining Christian character and inconsistency. And all of a sudden, the king's got him riding through. It's the second time we saw Mordecai riding through town. Stop breaking in the stable and stealing a horse. Stop making a bootleg crown and coronating yourself. Come on. Stop tooting your own horn. Stop reminding everybody how spiritual you are because otherwise they'd never know. Do what you're supposed to do and let God crown you when he's ready. It's appropriate coronation. The right person is riding through town with a crown and by the way he's not gloating he's not bragging and it's not going to his head be careful 
Power changes people. Power, I tell you what, power changes people. Well, I tell you what, as soon as they, soon as they got big, it went to their head. I'd submit to you that it's probably not that power changes people, it's that power exposes people. Humble people don't get proud when they get power. Humble, humble people stay humble when they get power. Proud people get, get I'm sorry, uh, proud people show they got pride when they get power, but they already had it before they got power. They just get a, a spotlight for it to be exposed. Can you handle it? Can I? Well, God is testing us. God is, God is testing us. Huh? And in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Fully engaged in Christian character. Wow. What's the dying art of our day, isn't it? Huh. Rapidly going extinct. We've got great worshipers. We've got talented people. We've got great screens and projectors and all of this. But we're moving on up, ain't we? Yeah, in whose eyes? In whose eyes? Looks good, looks good, looks good, looks good. Well, I like things. I like the stuff that's going on. Well, we, we're advancing in many, era, in many areas. Yeah, yeah, but on God's report card, he still rates crossroads on character. Huh. What kind of grades you're making? Because when God decides to read the honor roll, He's not reading the same one we read. He's looking for people who behind the scenes, just like he's been doing what he's supposed to do, have been doing what they're supposed to do as well. Let the church say amen. Father, add thy blessing to all that you've done tonight. And give us a drive for consistency. motivated and determined keep doing right we think our struggle is the trials and the burdens and the dip. no our our passion and energy must be directed to Christian character doing right and trusting that the judge of all the earth We'll do right. Pastor God spoke to me tonight all over the building. Would you put your hand up all over the building? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do something about it. You put your hands down all over the building. You build character from the ground up. Bringing it down to bite-sized level. You make choices. You sustain those choices for 30 days. Those choices become habits. You sustain those habits till they form character. Your character secures your destiny. Then you ride on the horse with the crown when you're supposed to because character secures destiny. Now you've got to start at the bottom tonight making right choices. Get up and do them tomorrow. And then the next day, and the next day, and the next, until you learn habits that form character. The rest is up to God. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God the praise.